on SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. It is thanks to Amir Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. Here's one for you, Flash, straight off the top. You called Bo Slug Webster, and rightly so, the most informed cricketer in the country on Monday. Should he be in the running for Australian white ball selection? Absolutely, why not? Yep. Yeah, look, he, his form, Bo Webster, has been incredible this year. It started with the Marsh Cup. They got whopped a couple of times early, and he was standing up with a batter and the ball. In this Shield year, he is effective with both. Mm -hmm. um, important poles in the first innings again against Victoria. Runs again. Um, this is a man at 29 years of age that he... It's almost... And I had a conversation with him uh, before he went away to England. He obviously spent time at Essex. He went to Zimbabwe for, for a small stint in the T20 competition over there. But he also pretty much went over there just to play at that second level um, you know, for for a bit of brass, as you do as a professional cricketer. Uh, he hasn't missed a beat. He feels like he has matured right before our eyes in terms of that consistency to be a top-level first-class cricketer. I think Bo Webster is the most informed cricketer in the country, without question. At 29, why can't he be a, a viable option going forward in either T20 cricket or one-day cricket? His bowling's getting better. He's versatile. Um, if you'd said three years ago that he was a junior all-rounder, well, we would have laughed at you because his doorknobs, his off-spinners, weren't perhaps overly appealing for my eye. But I love it. It's brilliant. Absolutely. I always think back to who's one of those guys that had to make the decision between footy and cricket. You just wonder what sort of footy career he would have had too if he went down that path. Maybe. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And, and the other thing about his game too, you want to talk about buckets at first slip. He has got oh. absolutely beautiful hands. Definitely. The big man. No, Bo Webster, it's a good story. Really exciting. And again, it's on the back of this run the Tassie team are having, which I don't think any of us saw coming. Mm -hmm. All right. I've got one for you here. Now this, And you are the perfect person to answer this as an enorm enormous cheerleader that you are. <laughs> Callum Tuomi on AFL.com. Club greats will present draftees with their jumpers on the opening night of this year's AFL draft. Which Eagles legend should give... Oh, hang on. Are we assuming Harley Reid's getting the Guernsey? I mean, you know. What's going on there? Well, I'm... I hope he is. Yep. Uh, unless we get two and three. No way. Would you take two and three? Yep. I think that's probably a fraction too much. What about this kid from... West Australia, yeah, the best kid they're talking, seen Daniel Curtin, they're talking yep. him up, aren't they? But no, I, I really like to see Harley come across. So you don't want just just let me write this down. You don't want Daniel, you don't want Curtin, you don't want McKercher. So well, you'll take you'll take Reed over Curtin and McKercher. Uh, you keep hearing generational talent. I yes, know. you do. I just I, I'd hate to give him up Definitely. and then go and see him dominate somewhere else. Jungle. But two and three, if if you can get two and three and get two good players, you'd have to take that surely. Wouldn't you? Anyway, to answer your question, which Eagles legend should give Harley Reid his jersey? I think Chris Judd would make sense. Yes. Similar situation, came over from Victoria, probably didn't want to be there to start with, went on to be a premiership captain, of course. So to answer your question, Chris Judd. Okay. Is he a uh, cult man or a Eagles man, Chris Judd? Well, I know days? his kids go for West Coast. Do they? I'm sure. Well, at least a couple of them do. Do they? Yeah, which That's is good. good. <laughs> that is good. Uh, Flash, will Jack Revolt pull on the boots at some stage for Clarence? We've got some audio to play here from your show last Saturday. The one that keeps coming back to me is a yearning to return home at some point um, and maybe maybe pull on the um, pull on the mighty red and white for, for Clarence for, for 
a game just to just to um, I don't know. It's where it all started for me, um, and it's important to me. It's it's made me who I am. Okay, that's a big story, isn't it? It is. Um, yes, he, I know he has been talking about this for some time. I'll actually go one better on that. I think he will play for Clarence, but will he qualify for finals? This is this, look. Does he want to? Jack is he just talking about one game? Well, I, yes, he is talking about one game. But what I know about Jack, he's a nuffy who <laughs> loves footy, and he loves the simple things in life. And for him, if he played against Lauderdale, um, which is the talk, of course, they've got the stacked deck. Of course, maybe this is the last year of the TSL. We don't know. They've brought in half the XAFL players around the country. They're going to be awesome, Lauderdale. Great rivalry. I would I would find it hard to believe that he wouldn't think. First question he'd ask Spear Ryan: How many games for finals mm-hmm. qualification? He'd love to do that. He loves Amazing. it. He, he's not. And, and and of course, he likes cash more than you, Brent. And so <laughs> he he would very much have. Offers all over the country, but he won't be uh, putting his hand out to play with Clarence. He'd love to do it. My question is, is not whether he plays. It's actually how many games does he play. Okay. Well, we forecasted a couple of weeks ago. How good would that be? Round one, yes. Clarence Lauderdale, all their stars, Brilliant. and then Jack coming into the Clarence team. There how is good no would that be way he wouldn't want to come back and play another game, I'm telling you. That's he, fantastic. He would love it. Yeah, it is. How good. Uh, we've probably got time for one more for us. Right. Are you feeling more optimistic Brent, and you're right in, in the inner sanctum here, that the stadium will happen, given the way the Labor has voted on the project of state significance in both Houses of Parliament. Well, I'm not more optimistic than I was before because of that, because I think they're always going to do that, because they want to test it out and go through the, yes. the project of state significance But what process. about the Labor parties? I mean, they could have just said bye-bye. They could have. So, obviously, that's that's a good sign. And um, I think it has... the, the, the the language and just little things have changed, I think. Definitely. So, yeah, I guess I guess overall, to answer your question, no, it hasn't changed my thoughts, but I do think we're moving in a positive direction. Can I just say this before we go? We've got to get to a break. Is I, We saw, and the, obviously the, the Greens votes are quite inevitable. Um, I was annoyed the former Mayor, Rob Valentine, who I like a lot, another one that just, and he probably, they, they just all hate the AFL. You know, mm. and it, this it's driven opinion for some people about that the AFL's blackmailing us. Does my head in? We went it's to not them. Right. We went to them. We want to. They join. don't need us. We went. We want to join the competition. Brent, come on. <laughs> it's just it frustrating. It is. Me. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. Amir Safety, over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. That was questions without notice. We're off to our final break of the hour. Coming back to wrap it up next.